Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about information security and financial services in India. It's my pleasure to be speaking with Anand Naik. He's the Director of Technology Sales in the region for Symantec. Anand, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, thank you, Tom. It's my pleasure to be on this uh, discussion. To begin with, would you tell us a little bit about yourself and your own experience in information security, please? Yes, Tom. Uh, so I am with uh, with Symantec as a director of technology sales uh, for their India and SARC region. For last uh, six years, I have been with Symantec, and I deal with customers uh, across the country in different verticals on consulting about their security posture, about the architectures of their environment, and everything related to pre-sales and technology consulting uh, solutions that Symantec offers to our customers here. And I have a total industry experience of close to 18 years uh, in the field of uh, data centers, IT management, and security. Now, Anand, Symantec has just released a new report on information security and financial services. What can you tell us about the highlights of this report, please? So if you look at uh, the financial services sector in India, um, on one side, we have a very tight regulatory environment. So if you look at uh, banking industry within the financial services sector, we have our federal bank, which is the Reserve Bank of India, which has come out with its mandate around information security, IT governance, audit, and compliance needs that the banks needs to adhere to. On the insurance side of the house in financial services, we have Indian IRDA, which is the regulatory authority for insurance in the country. And on the financial services security uh, markets, we have uh, SEBI, which is the regulatory authority. And all these three regulatory authorities have come up with uh, guidelines that uh, that corporations in financial services sector need to adhere to in terms of uh, you know their IT governance posture. The second big challenge that uh, financial services in India as well as around the world are facing is the changing threat landscape. Now, Nad, you mentioned the changing threat landscape. What do you see as the biggest threats to Indian institutions today? Uh, yes. So, uh, one is the regulatory environment that I was talking about. The second area is the changing threat landscape that all of us are experiencing. So, in 2010, uh, we saw close to 287 million unique malware around the world. And a lot of that uh, is targeted specific to uh, the financial services sector for obvious reasons of uh, direct uh, gains, uh, financial gains. So the threat landscape is evolving and uh, because of uh, the internet banking channels and net banking channels, uh, you see uh, the emergence of the threat landscape in the financial services sector as more targeted. And the third big area that, uh, that the financial services sector in India is uh, addressing or is challenged with today is the new channels around internet and mobile transactions uh, that are that are growing in the country. India has close to 750 million mobile subscribers. And um, as per the RBI guidelines, a lot of uh, the banks are offering internet banking and net banking services to uh, some of these subscribers. And that rate of growth is very high. 
so the explosion of endpoints if you may is another area that um, that the financial services sector is challenged with so the purpose of our report today uh, that we are discussing today was to go and identify with these challenges around regulation um, threat landscape and um, the endpoint explosion what are the banks doing what are the financial services institutions doing uh, to address that and some of the findings that we have uh, focus on three key areas that have emerged as the key findings the first area is compliance and governance is clearly driving it security adoption uh, mandates are uh, are in place today by the apex bodies and the regulator is expecting the various institutions to abide by these mandates the second area is uh, digital attacks are on rise and these attacks are proving costly and uh, the the various institutions are addressing this aspect uh, proactively uh, to take advantage of uh, the new channels of delivery in the system but at the same time protecting their infrastructure and the third area is uh, mobility and consumerization of it which poses uh, uh, security risk and and therefore again uh, for the financial institutions to be ready to address this so three key findings compliance and governance driving it security adoption uh, digital attacks are on rise and are proving costly and mobility and consumerization of it is posing security risk well that's a great overview and i want to ask you about some particular areas to start with let's talk about the threats you talked about the threat landscape and malware what do you see as today's biggest threats to indian financial institutions so uh in the in the cyber world the specific threats that we have uh, we have seen continue to be spear phishing and phishing continues to be uh, one of the largest uh, and the biggest uh, uh, threats that we are seeing the second is areas around corrosions and uh, specific uh, executable files uh like um, uh, w32.salit uh, these are uh, some very specific things and the third is uh, bot networks so uh, the three key uh, threats that we are seeing phishing remains the biggest and spear phishing is uh, is added to that uh, list of uh, phishing attacks um, specific corrosions like uh, the ones that i mentioned and bot networks these are the three main threats uh, of malware propagation uh, that uh, the institutions are faced with how do you see the institutions responding to these threats so uh, the positive side uh, on on this is a lot of institutions today have awareness about uh, the challenges that uh, these threats bring in and therefore they are trying to put in place uh, robust information security measures one of the first steps uh, uh, which again the regulator has aided um, the banks in terms of defi- defining the step is the banks are redefining their it architecture uh, to ensure that as and when new delivery channels are added which is internet banking or mobile banking as and when these new channels are added uh, the it architecture and the security architecture that banks have or financial institutions have address some of the vulnerabilities that these new delivery channels bring in so uh, clearly the regulator is helping by putting in place some guidance 
and the institutions by themselves are aware and are putting in place robust information security uh, measures uh, by redefining their architecture and then um, identifying the gaps and addressing those gaps effectively. Anand, where do you see the institutions having their biggest challenges in overcoming these threats? So, um, you know, most of the financial institutions by nature of their business are, um, are, you know, they have a lot of legacy to manage. And managing this legacy in terms of uh, the applications that they use, in terms of the processes that they follow, and also uh, some of the, you know, existing uh, procedures uh, that bank follows in a physical world when you translate that into an internet world and a mobile world, um, dealing with those changes, the procedural and the technical aspects of it, is uh, is an area that today trying to address. Uh, there, there is more awareness that they are trying to build in. And uh, again, I would like to stress that the regulator is helping them by defining some of these frameworks um, which can be uniform across the industry. What do you see as some of the key emerging technologies or solutions that can help the financial institutions in their efforts? So um, the first uh, uh, area uh, that I think uh, people are being being made aware and they are also waking up to this reality is have a robust uh, governance and risk management uh, framework in place, uh, technology that can help automate their policies, their technical and procedural aspects of uh, various controls that they have and various regulations that they need to meet. So that is one big technology uh, focus that they are trying to address. The second big area is uh, around identity and information where, uh, you know, they are looking at technologies like multi-factor, multiple factor authentications uh, when uh, different customers come through uh, different channels within their uh, infrastructure or within their environment. And um, technologies like uh, encryption or data loss prevention or, um, uh, or some of the, you know, data technologies around archival is where data lifecycle management technologies, where, uh, where the focus is shifting. So what is happening really, Tom, is the focus is moving from uh, protecting the infrastructure to really protecting the information and the identity of for people accessing that information through a robust policy and governance framework. And and uh, those are the technology changes uh, that uh, today the institutions are um, uh, probably rolling out or uh, redefining within their architecture. Earlier in our conversation, you talked about the new guidelines from the, the RBI. What impact do you expect these guidelines to have on institutions? I know that they're they're demanding guidelines, and the uh, the deadlines are aggressive. Uh, yes. Uh, so the whole aspect about RBI uh, guidelines um, has six areas that these guidelines cover. Uh, the first is around uh, defining an IT governance framework. Uh, which is based on certain industry standards like a COBIT or an ISO. And more importantly, taking this entire IT governance framework and making it a part of the overall risk assessment uh, framework that the bank may have is one important aspect. 
for the first time this guidelines define the ownership of the IT governance framework as a part of the holistic risk posture of the bank and the ownership therefore reaches right up to the board level or uh, to the CA, uh, CEO's level the second area of the guideline uh, covers information security audit and cyber fraud so there are specific uh, pointers that are highlighted on information security audit and cyber fraud uh, in terms of how to deal with it uh, what are the checks and measures that need to be in place and what are the technologies that one needs to uh, look at and the third big area addresses it operations through uh, robust it service management uh, it service outsourcing guidelines so for the first time we have a clear it service outsourcing guideline in place and a business continuity planning so if you look at the rbi guidelines it it is quite holistic as you uh, said uh, rightly it is time bound and therefore it is demanding so the first milestone that all the banks are expected to uh, reach is by 31st october uh, they are expected to come out with a gap analysis and put in place a structure around it governance information security and audit framework for the bank and then subsequently depending on the various uh, readiness uh, where they are go and implement uh, some of these technologies and processes that are required to make those guidelines and to bridge those gaps uh, that the banks and various institutions identify so uh, so that's what the purview of the guideline is it is a mandate and therefore um, a lot of the technologies or a lot of the processes uh, need to be adhered to while going in for while going in for building an information governance and security framework and on just a final question for you if you could boil it down what advice would you be offering to institutions that are looking now to improve their information security posture so uh as 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 can be clearly seen you know if if we look at uh, revisiting the challenges uh, the regulation is some area that we we spoke of quite a lot on this discussion the changing threat landscape is constantly evolving and it is um, it is something that the banks have to keep in mind and the threat landscape is now targeting the information uh, which is uh, which is being served on different uh, types of endpoints uh by for the bank's customers so uh, clearly with these challenges in mind uh the advice uh, that we would like to give uh is for the banks and for the institutions to have a policy based uh governance framework which is focused on identity and information so there needs to be a clear shift uh from the infrastructure security to identity and information security and which still needs to be well managed across a physical infrastructure or a virtual or a cloud infrastructure so uh, our advice and our uh, uh, guidance to uh, people uh, uh, the banks and institutions is around creating a policy based framework which is identity and information centric and well managed across a physical virtual or a cloud infrastructure Anand, that's well said. I appreciate your time and your insight today. Thank you. Thank you. We've been talking with Anand Naik. He's the Director of Technology and Sales with Symantec in Indian Asia. 
For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.